0: i just think it was really nice of dracula to agree <laughs> to participate in eurovision for like not romania as well
1: hello welcome to three queers in a song contest i'm gar i'm louisa and i'm sunny and we are here to chat yet again about eurovision this week We are discussing the re entry of Luxembourg.
0: Woohoo! It's big times. Welcome back. Welcome back.
1: A big round of applause. Uh, We have so much to discuss their history in the contest, why they've been gone, what it means for them to be back, what we speculate, our wild speculations of what their return might look like. But first, the news. Oh my gosh, you have news. Please. Tell us what's happening in the Eurovision world, the Eurovision universe. Right, um,
2: so we are—we uh, now have thirty-five confirmed countries as of today's recording date. Uh, obviously, this might be
1: wildly out of date by the time this.
2: Yeah, true. Um, obviously, Luxembourg, which we will be talking about. Uh, For the rest of the episode But also North Macedonia Has decided to Rejoin the competition Wonderful news Yep After one year uh, Hiatus So we 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 haven't
1: missed them That long Yeah they probably
2: Don't deserve their own episode
1: It's kind of like When someone comes back To like The high school dance Just after they graduated And it's like Oh you haven't been gone Long enough For someone to miss you
0: We went to such Different high schools
2: (laughs) (laughs) So on top of that um, We are still waiting On news For Australia's entry Um, All of our fingers are crossed I know no, apparently... Not, um, apparently
0: that's bad luck if you cross multiples. Oh, yeah, because oh, it cancels oh, out, God. doesn't it? Yeah, you're yeah. only meant to... If you're crossing your fingers for someone, you're only meant to cross them on one hand. If you cross them on both hands, it like cancels Cancers. out mm. and is bad luck. What? what or if you is, were, is no luck at all.
1: What if you had a lot of dexterity and you could cross like three... Um, we're all like trying to... Well, no, <laughs> cross I was
0: thinking that because you could like cross your toes as well, but I, like... Oh, yeah, again. I don't know at what point it doubles back and starts being lucky again, but I was just always told you should only cross one set of fingers. Okay,
1: well, if Australia doesn't come back, I'm blaming it on you.
0: (laughs) No, I've only been crossing one set. Oh, right.
1: Okay, fine. fine. Great, excellent.
2: So either way, uh, there's still discussions being held between... SBS, who's one of the broadcasters in Australia, and the EBU. So still waiting feedback to see if we can rejoin.
1: Sonny, what do you do if Australia doesn't come back? Do you melt into a puddle? I think
0: we kick him off the podcast. I think that's right. (laughs) I think (laughs) think that's absolutely
1: correct. Wow. Two queers in a song contest. I'm
0: like you, the American, who clearly has a right to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) American
1: exceptionalism. I have a right to be anywhere whenever I want to be. (laughs)
2: Um, On top of that, we've got two artists who are already confirmed that's being from Belgium and Cyprus so no songs yet but um, artists are being confirmed um, and there's been this whole thing recently about how Sweden is going to be cutting the runtime for yes, the final yes. what do we think about that
0: okay so if I may you may thank you <laughs> um, the floor is yours. <laughs> Because initially when they said this, I was like, come on, Sweden. Let's not ruin the fun. I don't want you cutting down postcards. I don't want you cutting down like, you know... Anything like it's already
2: the best four hours of the year. Yeah, don't like make it shorter. I don't want
0: it to be shorter. No. Um and I don't want yeah, I don't want to start to like rush through score or whatever. And then I read this incredible Twitter thread, which I sent you both, and which actually I'll link in the show notes as well, if it's still live then. Which broke down the difference between the twenty fifteen final that Sweden hosted and the twenty twenty three final, which obviously we hosted and just happened. And it broke down, like, each of the sections, each of, like, the standard sections. So you've got the postcards, you've got, like, the flag parade, you've got, obviously, the mm-hmm. scoring, and then, like, all the, like, bits of fluff in between songs. And how long they'd been. So the 2015 final was, I think, about 30 minutes shorter than okay. the 2023 yeah. final. Um, and it was mostly just trimming. It is just really? trimming fluff. Like, the postcards were something, that, like, a few seconds shorter. They had less bits of fluff. They had slightly quicker stage settings. The mm-hmm. um, They got through... <laughs> the scoring quicker um, for like the call-in jury votes where obviously everyone's trying to get their little fun um, jokes in about the night. They were just a bit more efficient with those. They had less um, sort of presenter-led like bits, which I found really interesting because obviously the 2015 final, Manza Petra. Petra, iconic for being fabulously hosted, iconic for like the comedic bits and like the song numbers that they did being genuinely really good. Yeah. In my mind, there was a lot more of that because it was so good. But actually, there was was less fluff, they were swifter. I do think... So I I could see it. I could see them doing it. I could see it working. I'm all for some efficient stage management and production planning. That seems like a great vibe. I am... However, feeling like it's a touch rich when they took like the most time stationery yeah. in this final. <laughs> the boss. So they'll be like, no, it needs to be shorter actually. Everyone else should have less time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we'll see. I like, I think, like you, I am like, I don't want the final to be any shorter. No. I love every second of it. Yeah. It's, I'm sad when it's over, but we'll see. Mm.
1: If d- anyone can, like, you know, go in there go under the hood. I was going to do, like, a car mechanics metaphor. But, like, going under the hood and tinker around and figure shit out. Like, it's Sweden, right?
0: I mean, I trust them. They... Like, yeah, I I have blind faith in Sweden. They know what they're doing. (laughs) And, like, I am so certain it's going to be a phenomenally hosted final and a phenomenally hosted week because it's Sweden. Yeah. Like, they're not fucking around when it comes to Eurovision. Nothing to worry about. Yeah, all evidence from 2015, and I know I love to reference Mons and Petra a lot, but it was it was that's one of the best hosting jobs we've seen mm-hmm. in like my adult memory. Yeah, and I I can't wait for them to one up it.
2: Um. So yeah, that is the news. Obviously, we're we're gonna have more artist and song announcements over the course of the next few months. So looking forward to analyzing them maybe as they come out, or maybe in a full episode later. Definitely uh, yeah. once they're all out. We'll see Figure that can. out.
0: Mm. okay so luxembourg awesome
1: so luxembourg the grand duchy of luxembourg i'll have you now so our our little tiny country friend wedged between germany and france and belgium it is a heavy hitter so they've been in 37 out of the 67 contests from the beginning, from the in beginning. 1956, they're an OG.
0: They are one of OG. the founding Eurovision members. They and were there from every single
2: year up until 1993, with the exception of 1959.
0: They've won five times. Yep. They have not, they've not competed for the last 29 years and they've still, they're still one of the biggest winners in the contest history. That is actually crazy. Like that is a huge, like they're up there with some of the biggest winners in contest history, having not participated for the last like almost three decades. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a big legacy to come back to. Although
2: their last win was in 1983, right? Yeah. Long time ago. Uh,
0: Yeah, exactly. So they're like, they're not in the swing of modern Eurovision at all, which you know, they've missed almost 30 years. They wouldn't be. Yeah. I mean,
1: 1993, the whole contest looked different, you know, a quarter of a century ago. They were in the contest last when there was still an orchestra.
0: Yeah. So they're up there with, so obviously only Ireland and Sweden have won seven times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're, who's won five they're times? They're tied UK. with France,
1: Netherlands and the UK Yeah, five. So right. if I mean, if they were to win coming back in, I mean, they're, they're right up there right, almost. In the bronze yeah. position. Yeah. 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 Madness.
0: Yeah, I'm fascinated to find out how they come back. And, I, you know, we can speculate wildly about this, I guess. But obviously they left citing financial reasons and they've not returned. They've been kind of umming and ahhing about returning over many years. And normally it comes down to finances why they don't. Um, yeah. It is an expensive contest to mm-hmm. enter. They're only a little Grand Duchy, you know. They've <laughs> only got so much money. <laughs> not
1: not even a, a Grand Duchy, a, a small Duchy. A, a quite wealthy Grand Duchy, <laughs> yeah. I will say. Um,
0: So... I w- I'm wondering if they're going to be coming back in swinging with big budget numbers or whether this is going to be a, we'll put a little bit and we'll dip our toe into the contest and see how we feel about it again. Right? Will it
1: be de- like? And maybe will their placement this year determine future budget, right? Like yeah. this first year, will they come back with like, you know, big five budget with huge projections and crazy choreography? Or will they have like three sparklers and a dream and that's it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but... Founding member, one of the biggest winners in history. It's huge to have them back. I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled they're back.
1: Okay, so uh, we have so much to discuss with Luxembourg being back. But like, I guess the best place to start is their five winners. Because that's huge to have that kind of history, that kind of legacy. Um, Does anyone have any particular favorites? Do you want to like go through them? What are your thoughts?
0: I kind of want to go through the five and have a quick discussion. Because I I do have a fave. But I think, given that their first win was 1961, we've got to talk about it. 1961 is an iconic win. Um, Jean Claude Pascal's oh. Nulle Amaro. Oh my gosh! You're I'm going to have to say so much French in this episode. I'm so <laughs> <upset> about it.
1: <laughs> You've been studying. Have you been doing Duolingo? Getting <laughs> crap. Uh,
0: but like, this is a huge number in Eurovision history. It's the you know, it is about a gay love affair. Mm-hmm. He Jean Claude confirmed that like years later, though it kind of flew under the radar at the time it is him singing about uh, a love affair that like they, you know, lyrics like, oh, you know, they, they're against us. They don't want us to be, but like, we'll find a way type of these kinds of things. Like that's, That's a huge place to have in Eurovision history to be the country that won with what is kind of acknowledged as the first first gay song Mm. in Eurovision. Hell yeah.
2: I didn't realize until um, I watched all of Luxembourg's entries that he actually came back 20 years later and represented Luxembourg again in 1981.
1: Which I loved because it's like, here's how you respect your winners. You honor them, they come back. I mean, he was.
0: He didn't come back with a particularly good number, though.
1: No, that's that's true. But, like, uh, you know, I don't know the average age of. Eurovision competitors, but he was clearly over it even back in the day. Yeah, in I mean, it's yeah. the average
0: age is pretty low. Yeah,
1: and and so that, I mean, that felt like a remarkable kind of sign of respect. So I'd love to see that kind of continue.
0: What if they come? Well, I don't know if he's still alive.
1: He's probably. Oh no, no, no! But I just mean. <laughs> no, I was, <laughs> just, I, was, I was just
0: about to be like, wait, what if they bring him back again? What that if would they do like iconic. an Abba
1: CGI jean um, But
0: I actually have no idea if Jean Claude is still with us. So no, he's we'll, um, not. He's hardly. not. Okay. No. Well, God bless him because. <laughs> Hey, he opened he opened the big gay doors for <laughs> Eurovision, true. and we have it was to love a heavy that. big gay doors. Yeah. <laughs> he wrenched them open.
1: <laughs> okay,
0: <laughs> it's not it's not my favorite song. I think like I st- always struggle with that song because it's iconic, it's important, it's not that fun to listen. to. I'm <laughs> not like bobbing no, out to the It's that. like Gym. yeah, okay, it's your it's your old school like '60s classy lounge music energy and that's not <laughs> I'm not going back to that. One much.
2: that is fun to listen to and I think is my favourite is the latest win, nineteen eighty three, uh Corinne Hermes uh, with uh, I, I pointed Louisa to pronounce I'm not I'm excited
0: <laughs> to hear you <laughs> yeah. do it. I mean, oh I'm not I, I want to you to try uh c'est la vie et Thank you. I don't <laughs> again, who knows? No <laughs> so sh-
2: it's just a nice uh ballad. She sings the shit out of it.
0: She does sing shing sing, she sings the shing shit, the <laughs> shings the out, of shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. She sings the shit out of it. I would say I, I find I find the ballad itself a little boring. What I will I think their last two wins though, 73 and 83, you can really see the progression of more dramatic Eurovision performances, mm-hmm. which I appreciate. 73's Win, I think I like more than 83's Win. Um, so it's Anne Marie David yeah. with yeah. Toutes? With what? Oh, I cannot. I actually <laughs> no. cannot. You got say the this. first two. This last word Toutes is. Tutto There we go. go. Oh, it's not. You keep right. there there we, we I say there. I say there we go, <laughs> as though I speak French. I'm so sorry. I am going to start doing French Duolingo, so I've actually got more chance of doing this. <laughs> um, but I, I feel like that was like really well performed, mm-hmm. and she's very like emotional and dramatic and i think i think it's a nicer song than 83's win it's not my fave but i I mean i'm absolutely
1: uh staking my claim for 72's win vicky leandros also because it's the easiest one to say toi, yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but that's a jam uh the chorus it's got this kind of like yeah it's got the kind of feel of a early 70s hangover from the 60s kind of hippie um, early pop. Like, it's just great. It's a, it's a fun, fun song. It was also the first um, French-language song to go number one in America. So, obviously, I'm going to love it. I do
0: really like Apritoire. I actually... Um, it's also not my favorite winner. But Wait, the <laughs> th- you're you not going to say
2: it's France goal
0: Wait, I need to... G- talk about uh vicky leandros for a second though so okay. um it was actually initially submitted with german lyrics to be the eurovision entry oh, for germany and then it didn't get through in their selection so they just oh. were like so let's translate sure.
1: it <laughs> 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 someone <laughs> did their duolingo language. it
0: was ri- so uh,
1: google t- translate
2: <laughs> i was like
0: that's very cool it's also um co-written by the guy that wrote the w- previous year's winner so who is the fir- who is the remains the only author or composer to ever do back to back Eurovision victories?
1: Shit, Johnny so Logan, eat that! I know. <laughs> screw Look you at you Johnny. with these facts. I know.
0: What I got really into Vicky De and like digging in a bit. Cause she ca- she also came back um for yes, another for another song. Oh no, she did, but come not back, for right. Luxembourg. She no, she performed for Luxembourg before this win. She was in the oh, 60s, yes, At some point, I really like France G- Francis goal. I like it. 1965's win i think it's like silly 60s baby
1: pop baby pop is absolutely right and yeah, like totally
0: i and here's something that's probably going to come up as we talk about luxembourg more there's a lot of ballads and oh, i yeah. love a ballad but i think that they are not always the most interesting ballads I and i cool. enjoyed francisco i enjoy it poupée le serre poupée le Descent. uh it's that was
1: the longest title. I'm really proud of you Thank for choosing you. that one. <laughs> um,
0: but it's like also because I was looking into the lyrics about it being like her uh, being like a wax doll, and the guy that wrote it sort of talking about how strange it is to like write lyrics that then kind of get performed by this like little doll on stage, mm-hmm. and then like you're kind of manipulating the audience in some ways too. And then I got into like the weeds about how like self-reflective that is, and that like, he's writing about that, yes. but then he is also taking this like very young performer, totally, and putting that through her words anyway and she and she it. performed it incredibly poppy. well right she performed like it so well.
1: all of those thematics come through in yeah. her performance and in her staging yeah totally i do love francis gall
0: i really liked it uh that's def it's my favorite of their winners i think it's the most interesting of their winners yeah. i think it's they've funny, got my they've least got favorite of their oh,
1: winners. <laughs> no. but, uh, classic different they've got, taste
0: they've got some good ballads otherwise but they're yeah they're not i thought it's the most interesting
1: yeah okay, fine I'm done with that. So
0: I'm hoping they come back with like a really retro baby pop, like 60s yes. energy of just being like, like childlike voice, <laughs> yeah. being like kind of creepy. I would
2: like that.
1: Bring so some like Nancy Sinatra or something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, one
2: thing is for sure, is probably only going to be in French or Luxembourgish. They haven't actually submitted a song in any other language. Well, and they haven't won
0: in anything other than French. So I have to assume mm. it's going to be French.
2: True. They also haven't won with anyone that's... Luxembourger, either. But no, that's w- true. But
0: also, what I do think that since they were last in it, I think, that, I mean, the shift was happening before they left, but definitely since they last won, the shift for the contest being much more English language songs yep. has totally. happened. Like yeah, true. That's sort of been like, I guess, like 70s, 80s, that was happening. And now it's very English language heavy. Very few French language songs are kind of coming through. I wouldn't be massively shocked if they came in with English language.
1: You know, it's funny, like, I actually looked at their last couple of years of um, year end, like, number one songs, top ten songs in Luxembourg, and, like, they're all songs, they, all the top tens were, like, familiar to me as an American. It, it seemed like lower down their lists, they had, like, some French language and Belgian songs, but, like, it seems like they're uh, the songs that are really popular right now in Luxembourg are American pop songs. Yeah, I
0: think this is what I'm really interested to see because I think that culturally it would make sense to me that they come in with a French song. Right. And that is, you know, what they've won with before. It's obviously a much more important language to them, but I don't know. Depends on how like strategic they're being, I <laughs> guess. It's it's tougher to win with a French song now and that's not something that I think is a good thing, but it well, might be a fact that they're And I guess
1: it. you also have to think about like you, are they going to come back thinking about their re-entry and staking some kind of claim for being unique or having some kind of signature, which is like, do they keep this thing of always doing French songs or Luxembourgish songs? like, Or do they do something completely new?
2: Reinvent themselves, yeah. Right. Yeah.
0: I am curious as to, yeah, how much weight are they feeling coming back in with the legacy we've talked about yeah. and having had such a long break? Like... There's going to be, I mean, obviously, not. It's going to be a lot of eyes on them in what seems, it seems overdramatic to be like, everyone's watching Luxembourg to see what they do in the Eurovision Song Contest, because <laughs> maybe not, but... I think it
1: keeps probably most people up at night. I think so. <laughs> so,
2: out of the 37 entries, only nine entries have been native Luxembourgers. Yes, Luxembourgers. Um... So I wonder if they're actually going to have a Luxembourger be their artist. Now, what's interesting is that although there were nine out of the 37, five, four of the last five entrants were So They were putting more weight into from,
0: that maybe. From 1989,
2: so it was it's 1989, hard. 91, 92 and 93 were all local Luxembourgers. It's
0: sad because like, we are, they're only a little Grand There's only so many people. That's true. <laughs> you know?
1: And, like, I have to say, uh, some of the weakest earlier singers for me, like, I, I was going back and, oh, right, those are Luxembourgers. Oh, Ooh, ouch. Well, yeah, <laughs> R yeah. is
0: coming for them. 84,
1: <laughs> like Sophie, seventy seven, Anne Marie B, seventy one, like Monique, like Monique, I, think, yeah. I think they were actually oh, the weaker 84, singers.
0: 84 was rough. Eighty
1: four was, really was, was really rough.
0: I did. St- I struggled to get through the whole song in eighty four. <laughs> like, it's only like two minutes, like forty at that stage as well, and I was like, oh god. Yeah. And
2: and the, the song's called hundred percent love, and I'm like, I my notes were like
1: a hundred percent not love. <laughs> Yeah. Burn. (laughs) So, uh, but like, no, uh, their last several being uh, Luxembourgers. I think they've redeemed themselves. But there was a weak patch there in the 70s and 80s where, um, yeah, their native contestants were not, uh, not doing the best. I mean, the other thing that they don't have a lot of is male lead singers. I think they had nine out of their 37 were men.
2: Yeah. And actually in the last 23, only three of them were solo men. So, actually, a lot of their solo yeah, men out of that nine let early.
0: Men singing in the like, <laughs> let's, ha- let's have some more
2: women. Yeah, no, like, watching them back, it was just, like, female vocalist after female vocalist. Like, yeah, let's see. It, it, it actually, in total, yeah, 65% of their entrants have been women singing. Oh, um, Sonny's broken out the spread. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: Only 20. has been doing some math.
1: 24% <laughs>
2: male. That's uh, it's fascinating.
1: Um, okay so you mentioned ballads like that was one of the things that you feel like you saw again and again.
0: So I think this is actually an interesting thing is like our, our methodology for working back through because I start in 1956 and then I like work through. Ah see and I went, so
1: in reverse, well, I went in reverse I went reverse and as I, well. And
0: I think that and I had this when I went through like rewatched all of the winners before and and when we've gone through things is I tend to start at 56. And what the reality is is that from 56 to like the 70s essentially it's all like lounge music ballads from pretty much everyone
1: but what about your baby pop francis gall well
0: yeah you have like those nice nice moments sure of, but like yeah, overall. 60s stuff yeah. coming in but there's a lot of kind of gentle ballad lounge yeah, music which totally. i think maybe makes it feel like there's a higher representation <laughs> than maybe there was but <laughs> i do feel like they did a lot of there's a lot of ballads like throughout you have a few more bits kind of come in in the 80s, and there's a couple of 80s and 70s things I do want to... I performances I want to talk about, yeah. but I do think there was a, a high representation of ballads.
1: Okay, so I have to say, uh, you, you thought Sunny brought out the spreadsheet. I also did a non-scientific calculation oh God, of God, ballads. I'm the only one without an algorithm. <laughs> <and this laughs> AI, tell me how to... Um, I felt like about fifteen were up tempo only, like so the mm. majority of them were ballads, and that to me felt like too many, and like especially their last, I think their their last six or so were. You, all you ballads. say
2: that, and yet they have won five times. Totally, absolutely. Oh,
0: okay, but like a ballad does well at Eurovision, mm. but also I guess yeah, I mean all of four of their five winners are ballads. Most of their wins are pre eighties, and I yeah. think that like yeah. Again, going back through historic Eurovision generally, that kind of 60s, early 70s vibe tends to be quite heavy on ballads. Like People weren't having that much fun with it until we kind of hit late 70s, 80s. Right. So there's, there's the odd number, but I don't think it's crazy that when most of their wins have been more historic that there's been a high ballad rep in that. But also, like, I'm not saying a ballad is bad. Like, we all have a ballad, especially yeah. if it's rocking out a key change and, like, we've got some emotional performance. I think my issue with the more, the old, the kind of 50s and 60s ballad performances is that was also in the era of standing very still sure. and singing yep. your ballad. No choreography.
1: And
0: I would like a wind machine and <laughs> some more emotive hand gestures, <laughs> as a rule. But yeah,
1: I mean, so let's actually talk about some of the individual performances. Like, what are the ones you want to get off your chest? Who do we have to burnly, burningly discuss? We have to
2: discuss 1980 first. We it do. is doing holy shit do we discuss it
1: or do we have to all sing along penguin
2: penguin penguin penguin. penguin. oh my god it was (laughs) incredible (laughs) i lost my shit I, I
0: i need to know i don't know if your spreadsheets will tell us but i i it's not the first like novelty song all out but is it the first animal based novelty song? I oh, don't know. Interesting. That's something I would like to know. Oh, yeah, I, I just
2: put down that it was the original give my w- the wolf a banana
1: kind <laughs> of vibes. Give my penguin a weird uh, suit.
0: Oh, a weird suit, a suit that I am desperately craving. Oh, what? The <laughs> if penguin suit? You don't, wear that? Suit? If you don't yeah. wear that
1: suit you're over next year I might die
0: those little like sparkly penguin suits that's so good and good also actually the, the space, space suits, suits, the jumpsuits yeah. were also incredible yeah.
2: did you see the penguin almost tripped when he was jumping no. up the steps <laughs> <laughs> well I mean the song is about him wanting to be a seagull to be able to fly and travel around the world oh but gosh. then he
1: decides the the, oh, is that the emotional depth dap- yeah. <laughs> Oh, Don't wait, point. no, I'm sorry, Louisa. You cannot start crying because of Papa. <laughs> playing, you can't. Every other Eurovision tier is excusable. <laughs> this one is not okay. No, it's
0: fine. I'm okay. Um, I also want to shout out the conductor for that as well because he had uh, Norbert, Norbert Daum, huge, huge 70s hair, big 70s moustache. Everything about it was really a good vibe. I know it's technically 1980, but like he was coming yeah, off the back totally. of the 70s and iconic. It uh, only came ninth thing. that
1: year. Which is shocking, absolutely shocking. shocking. So, um, novelty
0: songs don't tend to do uh,
1: well. well, And like, I think it's their only novelty song, which says a lot. Maybe they're probably not going to come back with a novelty song. But this had a whole second life. Apparently, it was like a huge hit in In France France. in two thousand six. Like they, someone re-recorded it, and it like became like a whole with an
2: animated um, penguin uh, video. Yeah, Uh, animated.
1: (laughs) Where's the soul, please?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't get me started. Animation has so much soul.
1: Oh, wow. I, yeah, I guess bad. I mean bad animation. Like sure. the kind of dead eye CGI situation yeah. is what I
0: mean. Okay, I going not get into an argument I need to talk about 962 very briefly. Okay. Because I just think it was really nice of Dracula to agree <laughs> to participate in Eurovision for a non-Romania, for like not Romania as well. It was he like... They must have paid him quite okay, a
1: lot. Okay, I, like I legitimately, Dracula. I can't believe we all had this because honestly... Halfway through the song, you can look at in my internet history. I googled Widow's Peak on Wikipedia <laughs> because I was just like, <laughs> why is this the most intense Widow's Peak I've ever seen?
0: No, because he looks exactly like, um, oh, who is actually OG Dracula? Lugosi, Bella Lugosi. Guess he looks uncannily like Bella Lugosi does, in that performance. Gets. Anyway, not I really didn't have anything to say about the song, <laughs> um, but Camilo Felgen like has a lovely voice. It was a slow romance song. It yeah. wasn't my vibe, but I did appreciate that um, he had a dragon. I, I mean,
2: big deal. I know you joked about him being from Irania, but he was actually the first Luxembourger to compete for Aww. Luxembourg. So there you, there you go. Good for him. Yeah. Um, while we're in the 60s, I need to mention 1963. Okay. Okay. Um, Nana oh, Muscuri. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Nana the century. And I see the confused look on your face about Nana Muscuri, which is interesting because I remember my dad talking about Nana Muscuri in Australia. Interesting. Which, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm like, I, I don't know where those references came from or like why he was talking about her. And then when I saw her song come up, I'm like, holy shit, it's Nana Mouskouri. Googled her. My God, she's had a career. She's like, she is Greek, first of all. Yep. Um, over the span of her career, she's released over 200 albums in Damn. 12 languages. Greek, French, English, German, Dutch, Portuguese, Italian, Japanese, Spanish, Hebrew, Welsh, Mandarin, Chinese, and Corsican. Mandarin Chinese. Place. Isn't that insane? Um, she wow. hosted her own TV show, produced by the BBC called Presenting Nana between 1968 and 1976, which may be when... My, somehow my parents knew Got about it because like of the TV show
0: yeah, the cause and so Louisa
1: then you may have actually seen her on television in the, in the nineties, when I was alive no, yeah <laughs> oh wait, wait wait I thought you said the show went until the 90s no, no no no
2: 1968 to 1973 oh yeah <laughs> sorry, I missed sorry to age you <laughs> sorry yeah. to age you 25 years <laughs> um, but she also became a spokesperson for UNICEF in 1993 and was elected to the European Parliament uh, between 1994
1: and 1999
2: she's a heavy hitter she's insane yeah um and so she only came eighth uh in nineteen sixty three when she represented Luxembourg. Huge like celebrity to Yeah,
0: to be I didn't at clock Eurovision. that at all. Yeah. Fair play to her.
1: I mean, if we're talking about heavy hitters, then I'm going into nineteen eighty eight because Laura fucking Fabian was there and she performed against Celine Dion. Like these are two Women vocalists who are still today like celebrated as you know being the best in the industry and she probably hasn't had the same like Career power outside of America. She had like one big album in like I don't know I think it was 2000 yeah the year 2000 like that's the one that made it to America um, she's incredible she's remarkable Do you know, you're know? you giving me a blank look no I didn't I Babian? didn't know
0: who she was at all she's amazing. I mean I I liked that year I thought she had an incredible voice um, again. she it did was, yeah. it was a bit of a bland ballad <gasps> for me I didn't, don't you dare do. if you didn't hit. know who it Celine
1: Dion was me. you would say the same thing about her song
0: absolutely you would not that thing's got like Celine's number that year has en- has more energy oh
1: please Laura like so Laura came like 8th or ninth, I think she came 4th she came 4th mm-hmm. fine um, but like she deserved to be second.
0: I mean, if we're talking about icons who performed for Luxembourg, we need to talk about Bachara. Yeah, oh, yeah, we do yeah, definitely. Um, first of all, is this potentially the first Eurovision dance break? They do a whole dance break, they, and I was like, "Oh true. my god, maybe Bucker the people that made this happen
2: with their um, corded microphone." Yeah, I don't know if you noticed that they, they danced with their cords. Also,
0: a real tune. Yeah. yeah, I really loved it. It was it's fun. It tells a story. I like a beautiful romance because of some handsome man on the beach teaching her French. So when Wonderful. when the song
2: started, I'm like, "Oh, this song really sounds like that boogie woogie song." And then, and then googled you're like, them. And I'm like, like oh, oh, damn! It was I them. had the
1: exact same situation. Like, and and in looking into it, like, props to them because they performed the year after yes sir i can boogie became like a huge hit like not many giant stars these days go on to perform in eurovision this, this was, yeah year back after. in the day like, when that's eurovision pretty huge. didn't feel so, like a step down exactly so like props to them props, and, like, to, them props, to, props to luxembourg for bringing them yeah props them.
0: luxembourg and i'm grateful i've got another back or a song to like put on the, the rotation because i wasn't aware of this entry and mm-hmm. i feel ashamed of myself for yeah. that because yes sir i can boogie is Almost always in my head, and now <laughs> um, I can add. add this on one, which head. is yeah.
2: Yep. Um, um, so yeah, I, I am really, really disappointed in all of us.
0: Hey, look, we uh, can we, I. We, we may be about to <laughs> say whatever you're about to <laughs> tell no, us. No, 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 pre- this, this should have been,
2: no? This should have been one of the first things we talked about, in the whole episode. Okay. The amount of freaking key changes that Luxembourg oh, has in all true. of their entries—that is true. You're they, totally they, right. Yeah, You're totally and not apologize. just one key change, no, but multiple key changes I'm in so a sorry. in.
1: There in were like songs. I think three or so songs that did like. Two plus key changes. Yes, changers. a
0: couple of. Oh god, I love a double key change song. <laughs> yeah, I love that. You ac- I could actually oh. see
1: Louisa grit her teeth as she said that. It just <laughs>
0: hits me right there. Oh yeah, and there are
2: some songs that there were uh, key changes in the first like five seconds. Um, the one song that I want to bring up is 1985, uh, <gasps> yes. which was incredible. It was a. Uh, I think it's officially called a sectet, sextet. Uh, the the six. Uh, six You're people having as singing? much trouble
1: with this as Luxembourgian versus <laughs> Luxembourg versus Luxembourg. <laughs> <laughs> Say sextet again. It was a, a sextet. Face. There you go. Uh,
2: three male female couples yes. that were singing. Um,
1: big swinger vibes. Big, big swinger vibes. vibes.
2: Actually, I got Bucks Fizz energy from that, and yeah, I guess big
1: it was. Wow.
0: Yeah. I have to agree with both of you on that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it was four years after Bucks Fizz, right? Um, yeah. And interestingly. Two of them were British.
1: Oh. Mm. Yeah.
2: Um, but the song itself, what an incredible song. And I think ahead of its time. Yeah. Um, you had layering of male and female vocals where they were singing different parts. They were
1: singing that, around essentially. Yeah. yeah.
2: And it, it was just really, really well done. The harmonies were beautiful. Um, key change straight off the bat. And key changes throughout the song. Um, it was uh, like it only came thirteenth, which is insane. Um, but I thought it was—it was one of my favorites unique. of all of their entries. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm totally with you. It was pretty remarkable.
0: Um Speaking of British people, I actually just had to do a quick shout out to 1974, yeah. Irene Sheer. Yes. First of all, an absolute tune, huge fun, fun vibe. Um, but also, Irene Sheer grew up in Billericay. Which is also somewhere that I grew up nearby. No I went. I did, uh, when I was a teenager, because I was very cool, I actually was in some amateur dramatic performances <sighs> in billeric operatic society. Uh, oh, wow. So Irene Shear and I have the same uh, theatrical roots. Oh my gosh, fantastic. that's adorable. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, Irene is the only one who brought any English lyrics into any of their performances Bye-bye, I love you. Yeah. Yes. Huh.
0: Yep. I also really like the song.
1: Another it's a, a jam. Another
2: fantastic fact, Irene Shear... Has represented Luxembourg twice, 1974, and also she was one of the sextets.
1: Oh, Oh I didn't know that. Yeah, what an
2: accidental
0: smooth link. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) beautiful. Um, There is one more that I really wanted to shout out. uh, Is 1987. I just really loved it. Um, it it Oh, Plastic Bertrand. Oh my God, Plastic Bertrand. I have so much to say. phenomenal electro pop um i feel like it was the first time at least going through luxembourg staging that we saw like really like high energy like impactful staging he also clearly like nabbed Sandra Kim's jacket from like oh, the costume from the yes. year before it's funny because it
2: I thought so I thought he nabbed Laura Fabian's jacket from <laughs> uh, well actually that Laura Fabian wore nabbed his jacket his so jacket. I think it's gone from yeah, Sandra I think, Kim on oh yeah because oh, yeah,
0: I also had that note on Laura Fabian <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think it looks quite small on him which is why I assumed it must be Sandra Kim's <laughs> and the, like the props and stuff were just getting shared around at that point mm, because like it just it looks, it looks like he's wearing a thirteen-year-old's jacket. So <laughs> I also
1: like he looked. I could not do with how much he looked like Rod Stewart. He just looked so much like a really intense Rod Stewart, like Rod Stewart who went to musical theater camp and like had to live there for three years in silence. Yeah, he amazing. was living his okay. best Eurovision uh, life yes, during the that
2: performance. Oh my god, he was dancing around
1: the stage like
0: crazy. It was wonderful. Loved I, was, it. I think that's one. Of, I think that might be my my fave okay
1: i actually have a plastic birchard um fact which is gonna blow your fucking mind okay um so a few years ago um he apparently had to very sheepishly admit that the first four albums of plastic Burchard, his vocals weren't on them at all <laughs>
0: Some, just, just completely somebody else. Somebody else. Yes, totally.
1: So by the time he was actually on Eurovision, it was him singing and like he was recording well, I stuff. I mean,
0: famously, you have to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Live vocals only.
1: So that's like some Milli Vanilli controversy. I love it. <laughs> Brilliant.
2: That's good facts.
1: One more shout out for
2: me is 1968. And um, it was the first year that Eurovision was in colour. Um, it was a... A male and female duo, Chris Baldo and... First
0: duet we saw in in Luxembourg's entries, at least.
2: Uh, Yes, correct. Um, And also, uh, one of them, I think, was a Luxemburger local. Um, It was so awkward. Okay, good. I really really (laughs)
0: thought you were ramping up to talk about how much you like it, and my only notes are how much I hate it. It was Was so bad. It was so upsetting.
2: Uh, did you see the uncomfortable kiss at the end? I actually
0: he, think I must have switched it off by that point. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, just the way, just uh, give her her own mic. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: They shared a mic. Um, he kissed her at the end and it just looked like she, she was did not want to be there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was really Their harmonies were lovely, I would say. Yeah. But um, the rest was terrible. And that dress could have been, could have done better in black and white.
1: I think <laughs> oh wow, Ooh, yeah. wow. A- wow. A- oh wow
2: burn,
0: um, yeah, I know I really hate that, one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, just one more thing that yes. I wanted to mention is one thing I think Luxembourgers do so well in Eurovision performances is intense eye contact, Yes. I don't know if you okay. noticed that, absolutely, yeah, really, like staring into the camera mm. a lot, so I'm expecting a lot of that, okay, from their you think that
0: you, but is that? I guess because that's not Luxemburgers, given that they don't have that many Luxemburgers oh, that's performing. True. Mm. So it might be yeah. the yeah. artistic direction. Yeah maybe, you yeah, maybe it's more of a cultural direction.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, great. Any other, like, kind of overall thoughts about patterns or things that you saw? I think the only other thing that I loved was, like, all of the women recently... I say recently as though, like, they were performing last year... Um, all had gigantic earrings and I want that to continue.
0: Yeah, okay. What I will say is that the last ones you watched were all in the eighties and early nineties, which might be more influential I know, than but like, being from Luxembourg. I just
1: I would l- I like to think that like culturally. You would like
0: <laughs> you would like them just to you want them to just pick up as though it's ninety-four they never left.
1: Oh, what a great film that would be. Like someone comes, Actually, cryogenic freezing comes out so and the they the reason perform.
0: they haven't been in for the last twenty nine years is not because they opted out, it's because they didn't realise time was passing. Luxembourg yes has been in a time bubble (laughs) they think it's 1994 they're gonna come in with like the most 90s number with like that actually would. They're be gonna win. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> they like, oh, they would absolutely smash. Talk it. about a
1: legit good Eurovision movie. Like, fuck off, Will Ferrell. Oh like God. this. Oh yeah, that's the dead episode.
0: <laughs> that, <yeah>. The <laughs> listeners haven't heard how much that's we right. fucking hate that movie <laughs> yet. Um, but but that would down. be good. <gasps> Should we write
1: it? Yes, let's. Yes. Okay. Um, if there are any, uh, why don't we just? Why don't we wanna... do
0: it as a? Fri- we can do it as a fringe.
2: Yes.
1: Okay. This time next year at Edinburgh, we're gonna be Edinburgh Fringe with our Luxembourg
0: time travel. Eurovision comedy Amazing Perfect
1: Unti- The Comedy Luxembourg. musical Comedy yes. musical obviously. Shit God, What if I it weren't a musical music. What We're if we just need... went in And it was a Could play Can anyone out there
0: <laughs> Write music <laughs> We need a musical <laughs> person <laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay Awesome um, I have a final question For you all I want One wild prediction About what you think Based on everything You've seen What do you think Luxembourg is going to bring I, what do you think is definitely going to happen? I
2: mean, well, I mean, do I need one prediction? The thing is, looking at the statistics, they are going to bring a female local Luxembourger who is returning to Eurovision. She's going to sing in oh, French a ballad. She oh,
0: is going very specific. <laughs> she's
2: going to sing in French. It's going to be a ballad with multiple key changes and she's
1: going to be staring straight into the camera. <laughs> That's what we're going to see amazing it's like it's like ai wrote their entry yeah. for them <laughs> i mean i think that
0: prediction makes a lot of sense like looking at what they've done in the past i guess this is the fascinating thing for me about how long they've been out of the contest like 29 years how much have they been paying attention to how trends have evolved how much how much is that going to be true that they're sticking to like that older style because i think if we looked at most countries entries from like 56 through to the 90s you're going to get a higher representation of ballads and yeah. a high represent, mm-hmm. and in that way, and maybe a higher representation of key changes than we've had in the last <laughs> few years. I don't know. I'd be I'd be interested to see how yeah how much they've jumped ahead. Are they going to come back in with something that feels really modern? I think my prediction is that they will probably be singing in French. Yeah. And but I sort of feel like they're going to come in with something that is making a statement for them as a more modern. Contestant and a more modern yeah. country and that doesn't feel too much linked to what they've done before. And I'd be fascinated to see like what form that takes because yeah. obviously modern in Eurovision is not always what we would consider modern and like up to date in the rest of the world. So, yeah. but I, I just, I feel like they're going to be, if, they, if they're doing it now after all of these years and they're coming back in with quite a legacy behind them, I think they're going to be trying to make a mark. And I yeah. think that they might go for something a bit bolder than... Just a just a ballad. Not that a ballad isn't bold, but I think if it's a ballad, it's going to have min three key changes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Love it.
2: By the way, we do know that they are going to have a national final uh, in January next year to select the 2024 entry as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see who... Yeah, so actually,
0: yeah, I mean, that also changes that. how... Because it's going to be a yeah, less considered strategically right, and not more a, just like what goes down well.
1: Decision that's made behind closed doors, but yeah. it's a national...
2: But maybe we don't know if that chooses the entry artist and then they have to uh, like yeah, create another song or sing a song that they've chosen. We don't know.
1: Right. Uh, you know, I think uh, this might not be a direct prediction then about Luxembourg, but I do think that there might be, I anticipate there being maybe some unfair, undue expectation that they represent and foreground their culture. Right. Like I think, if they come in with an English language song that doesn't feel indicative or representative, perhaps of um, Luxembourg, I think some people might say, you know, oh gosh, like what are you doing back here? This isn't quite what you know you've done in the past, or it doesn't feel right. And I uh, uh, imagine that there will be a lot of expectations around who they should be and what they should be doing. So it'll be really interesting well, yeah, to see what some they choose. I've pretty high expectations for them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: I'm really genuinely fascinated. I think it's such a unique thing to have a country that was, you know, a founding member with a hugely successful legacy that was yeah. a big, big part of Eurovision, like really consistently up until sort of just dropping off completely. Um, to come back after this break, like I'm fascinated i want to know yeah i want to i want to see and i've got high expectations
1: great well welcome back luxembourg we cannot wait to see you can't wait to see how it all goes see you all again it's been a blast again we are on socials three the number three queers pod um on twitter on insta we are also on gmail if you want to shout at us and say no this is what luxembourg is going to do you can
0: say that, but don't shout at us about other things because I'm sensitive. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be really nice. Um, yeah, if you listen to us on um, various uh, whatever means you listen to your podcasts on, write, rank us, like us, all those things. Oh yeah,
0: please. If you are listening and you do in any way enjoy us, please do a little, a little like rating or something because um, that makes it helps us with feel the nice and it helps with the uh, the old the old alga-riza.
2: But don't <laughs> oh, wow who was that? that? I don't
0: Who's know. That's that? I was just Were you stuck in that I was um, riffing. I was <laughs> stuck in, I think I'm in the <laughs> <90s> time <laughs> bubble. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Excellent. Let's let's keep this through like for all of our lives until we arrive okay. in Malmo. Amazing. Um, Thank you all very much. See you soon. Bye. Farewell. Is it Luxembourgish
2: history or Luxembourgish history?
0: I uh, I think it's Luxembourgian history, is it not? Because Luxembourgish is the language. Luxembourger is the people. Luxembourg are the people, yes. So Luxembourgian... I'm really sorry, I'm going...